Hello, this is Christina Hoyer, and welcome to the Relationships and Revenue podcast with John Hugh. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Relationships and Revenue, and you are joining episode 107. That's right. This is the special introduction because I am having my wonderful friend, Christina Hoyer, on the show. And this is part one of my interview with her. Now, Christina happens to be a former U.S. Navy rescue swimmer. She's also an entrepreneur and a human performance coach. I really think you're going to get a lot out of this episode as well as episode 108, which is part two of my interview with her. So please sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode. This is Relationships and Revenue, the show where real answers come from real discussions about what holds men back in their relationships at home and in business. A better bottom line at work means improving life at home. This show is all about helping you become a better entrepreneur and a better man. Um, how do, and I'm going to use terms that a lot of people have heard, but they don't necessarily have the same definition for. Okay. So how does the idea of mindset and wellness go together? It goes together perfectly. <laughs> okay. But you know, I'm going to ask you how. Yes, absolutely. Uh, so this is what kind of brought on my transition originally because I have personal trained. I have been mostly nutrition focused before and it evolved into what it is today because most individuals idea of wellness or where they want to go with it has all these lenses of perspective that have been developed over a life. So one of my like prime super easy examples is for most women, they're like, I don't want to get bulky. I want to get toned. I don't oh, okay. Right. I don't want to go into this hardcore environment where like I'm going to have to throw up every workout, like things like that. And a lot of the time there's like this huge and not huge, but there's this unpacking of like, what is that lens you're looking at wellness? What is it clouded? By? Are you looking at a lens, looking for a lens that you created yourself or is it filled and filtered through layers of cultural influence, which is huge, familial influence? And influence of like past experiences with the gym, trainers, people, other key experience that you've adopted as your own to look through the lens. So really identifying like where are those perspective lenses coming from? Which ones are serving you still? And which ones are not? And what do we want to be looking at it through? Like what do you really want? Like what do you really want beyond all of this stuff? What is like the inner part of you actually want? And it's like, I want to be a mom. I want to feel good in my body. I want my husband to feel like I'm like, like I'm me again. Mm -hmm. I want like to be able to play with my kids. I want to be able to like go up the stairs to my office and not lose my breath because I'm embarrassed deeply by that. Like there's like so much beyond the like, I want to be healthy. <laughs> that is like, let's get to the root of the root and build out a system that actually serves you because what's working right now, what's working right now isn't working. Clearly. Quick. Yeah. <laughs> so let's build out something new. So that is like how the mindset, once you can actually start to the awareness and start cultivating a healthier and more helpful mindset around this stuff, then this stuff becomes easier 
it makes right. sense to you and your subconscious actually can match you where you're conscious instead yeah. of it being like subconsciously you're fighting what you really want in your conscious so it's like rewrite that and marry it. now i'm i'm making an assumption here i'm assuming when you're using the term wellness uh, you used another term just a moment ago nutrition they hurt them yes okay. yeah so when you start talking to folks about wellness, I assume that's part of what you deal with is that nutrition side of it. And when I say nutrition, folks, what I'm talking about is first and foremost, what you put in your mouth. Yes. That means what you eat. Yeah. Every bit is important. What you do not eat or what you do not put in your mouth. And then supplementation as well. Yeah. So, and I, and I ask folks who are in the field that you're in with frequency because it is of interest to me. <clears throat> Is there a particular line of supplementation that's like, this is Christina's go-to, and I realize that's for today because it can change. I know that. Yes. <laughs> so, so who is Christina's go-to when it comes to supplementation right now? Um, Excuse the helicopter audio or if anyone that. Uh, two. It's actually kind of fun. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like in the direct flight path of uh, the North Island airfield. So it's just, I can't avoid it. There's no closet keeps that noise out. Uh, yeah, for those of you listening and watching, Christina is in, she lives in a horrible place. It's called San Diego, California. Just horrible. <laughs> it's 75 degrees year round. I mean, every day, <laughs> every day. It's like auntie. <laughs> right. So I would say two, one that I love, but you most often will get it through like a, a, a practitioner is like a, mm -hmm. like a chiropractor or something like that. It's standard process. I have never had any issues with standard process. It's always been reliable when it comes to quality, sourcing, and uh, like effectiveness. There are a lot of supplements out there on the market, uh, just in general, period. But there's also a lot of supplements out there on the market that don't do anything. <laughs> like they literally are just like poorly made. Right. They're not effective. There's a lot that goes into effectively engineering a bioavailable supplement for the body that is going to work for you. And something that works for another individual might not be what your, like your biology needs, right? The other one is premier research and they also are great with sourcing and, effic and eff eff efficacy as well as research availability. That's one thing that I encourage people to look for when they are looking at supplementation rooms and like you're trying to get into a space where you actually trust what's being delivered to you. Most companies that are reliable will have some sort of research or resources page on their website where you can digest some of the ways that they've tested their own supplementation. That being said, medical research is not easy to digest or understand. Oh, that's true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so if anyone is ever listening or anyone is listening and needs any help with something like that, I tell people all the time, if you, if you are trying to code a full research paper and you need help, like I'm here for it. Like slide up in the DMs, send me a personal message. Like we can rock through it together to figure out if this is actually an efficient and effective supplement. Oh, she's not kidding, folks. She's done that yeah. for me more than once. So yeah, yeah, do it. She's she's brilliant <laughs> and she gets on it quick and it doesn't take her long to figure out if it's does not take long. Thank you, Reimer. Yeah, it's a, it's a, I've taken my own fair share of very unaffected. And I would hate to see anyone lose their hard earned money to something that is just filled with a bunch of banana not actually right, right. <laughs> <laughs> okay well 
We talk often on this show, partly because it's in a name, we talk about relationships quite a bit. And so, and I know relationships are, so I want to ask you this. What are you doing right now to work on, improve, make better your most significant relationship? And how do those relationships impact your business? Mm. Oh, okay. I'll start with the first question. What am I actively doing to improve my relationship? This one is actually really interesting that it happened, that they're asking this question and we're having the podcast today. Last week, I had this like huge, weird body thing, migraine and pain flare and all this stuff. And I ended up needing to reschedule our podcast <laughs> for it. And it was the first time in real life that I have ever allowed my here, at least local, and people that are close to me across the country to come into my world when real world was messy. And I'm telling you right now, it's scary. And it was also so beautiful because I have never been so su supported by people. Like I received literally people from across the country who were like, I'm going to Uber Eats you food. Like, I'm going to like send you whatever you need. Like, you just let me know. And so to answer your question, I would say I am practicing allowing people to step into my world the way that I want to be able to step into there. And that, I, that will give you a sense of community that I feel like a lot of us, especially in today's, are unfamiliar with. Because we're so connected, but so disconnected at the same time, <laughs> right? so weird and trusting like practicing that trust is like you have to leap to show that like to prove to yourself that there is something to trust you. and trusting that people want to show up for me the same way that I've shown up for them and like allowing their process to happen that is the work that I'm working on it's just like you cannot reach a depth of community that you want to reach and let both sides get to sit in the darkness together and in the light. Sure. So, yeah. And I don't remember your other question. <laughs> no, I, the other half of that was, and how do those same relationships that you're working on, how do those impact your Oh, yes. In so many ways. I, one of my biggest things with entrepreneurs and with myself, right, is we are our business most of the time, especially in today's day and age, right? You are the epicenter. You're the driver and we're personal brand businesses for the most part, yeah. right? If you are not doing well, your business is not. And one of the main pillars of like human health is community, like period. And if it's kind of like this, I don't want to say grass is greener metaphor because that there, I mean, the saying is literally the grass is greener, but it's like, it's, it's a, a grass is greener metaphor Yeah, where you don't know the level of support that you have until you give someone the opportunity to support you and feeling that connected and supported and cared for and loved bolsters every part of your life. Mm -hmm. And if your personal brand business or a CEO, even the more supported you are, the more full you are, the more connected you are, the more heart centered and heart driven you can be. And so it's like, I as weird as last week was, like, I have never reached the level of peace that I felt after last week. Like, this whole week has just been so beautiful. And I know for so many entrepreneurs, because we're so, like, 
I'm building a business. I'm making millions. Like I want to like keep just grinding these gears and keep pushing this train on the tracks. We, we neglect ourselves a lot and neglect our, like our ability. And we are typically unwilling to slow down longing mm-hmm. to like make something like this real a depth of that happens when you let people into your inner world and you go into it. So it, it affects my business because I am my business, like the epicenter. <laughs> I get that. You know, is, isn't it interesting that, that you're talking about this and how important community is, and yet your body decided for you, you needed a break. Your body decided via the migraine and other things that came along. It's like, okay, you're not going to take the time. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to have to force you. Yeah. So here I go. So, <laughs> so it's like, so do we willingly do it or do we unwillingly do it? Because when we willingly do it, it doesn't hurt as much. It doesn't hurt. It just doesn't. <laughs> that is the ever ending. Like, I don't, I don't really love the word balance. So I, I call it a dance because. Harmony. Yeah. Use harmony. I, I get that from a friend of mine, <clears throat> Andre Young. He calls okay. it work-life harmony. I love that. I love that. Because you will never be in balance, ever. It won't happen. No, it's not even, it's not, I don't really think it would even feel that good. I'm not going to lie. I don't think, I think if we did, if we could hit this balance, I don't actually think it would feel that good. Because most of what is awesome about humanity is that we have the capability to become like wildly invested in something, Mm -hmm. like very out of balance, invested in something, right? Like most of us are successful entrepreneurs because we are obsessed with what we want to, the message we want to send the world. Right. If you like pull yourself into balance, that level of like love and passion and joy and intensity for this goes away. Like, I don't want, that's so dumb. But um, oh, I don't remember what I was going to say. Okay, I'll come back. Don't sweat it. Don't sweat yeah. it. Well, one of the things that I do to help people, I often talk about habits mm-hmm. and how important habits, and this is a question I've started asking people more frequently on this show, is this. What is your number one go-to habit? My non-negotiable. That's right. The thing you got to do. Movement. Okay. Period. Of any kind. And I call it movement, and I'm, y'all, it's, any, for anyone who will ever work with me ever, I call it movement. I don't call it exercise. I don't call it working out. I call it movement because so many systems, so much physiologic function in our body need movement even to move. Most of us have a very sluggish lymphatic system because we spend most of the day sitting and then we drive home sitting and then we get home and we make dinner sitting and then we sit. And then we will sit at the couch and we watch Netflix and then we lay down. Yeah. Like that, that's like the uh, whole yeah. thing. Yeah. Movement is medicine for me. Even on the days where I am not okay. I am absolutely not okay. The, like the mantra, the repeated phrase for me is get movement in and then decide how you, and most of the time on like the really hard days, it's like, give yourself 10 minutes. And you can set a 10 minute timer if you want to, to like really make it feel doable mm-hmm. and walk for 10 minutes. And if you're on a walk for 10 minutes and when the 10 minutes is up, you're still done, then call it. Today's a tired day. You can't make it, can't do it. And if you can't get outside to walk because it's like freezing cold or you live in an unsafe neighborhood or whatever other reasons, or you have a migraine and the sun will burn your eyes out, <laughs> then 
set a 10 minute timer and just move your body stretch. Like, like lit, I tell people all the time, like we kind of like, we neglect like our, like our lower half of our leg. It's like straight knee down to our feet. Like we last time you interacted with that part of your body was probably like, I don't know when you're showering, sure, but still that's like quick. Right. Like massage your body, like mm. touch and interact with your body. When you can't get movement in, at least like physically interact with this physical thing that brings you into the capability to move through the world. And I can almost promise you that alone will change your state of being, whether you're like in the dumps, whether you don't feel good, whether you're just feeling really stagnant, like whatever it is, like give yourself 10 minutes. And if you want to stop after that, stop. But most of the time you're like, oh, it's actually from the knee and I'll be doing like a whole hour. Yeah. What's your non-negotiable, John? Oh, well, I wish I could limit it to um, <laughs> I, I have more than one. One of the most important ones for, is a daily practice of gratitude. Oh. I actually, I do it in two ways. Okay. I write it and I say it out loud. Mm. I, do, I do three things I'm grateful for every day, but I say them out loud and I write them down. It uses different parts of the brain, to, and that's that's the main reason why I do that. I'm a neuroscience is kind of like this key thing that I'm into, that's and it's 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 I, I really do. I've actually had a neuroscientist on the show. What? Oh yeah, yeah. I actually, weirdly, I know more than one. So yeah, so it's I get I really get it. I, I mean, it's I, amazing how much those things like influence. Yeah, and and I and after we're done, I'll connect you with my friend Dr. Haley. So I would love that. Yeah, yeah, be happy to. But um, yeah, so that's one of my habits. Uh, the movement thing you talk about, you know, I mean, I have, I get movement every day uh, right. of some kind. I have more focused, I'll call it focused movement, okay. um, four to five times a week. Beautiful, beautiful. So. Four is the standard. Like I tell mm-hmm. people, you can get to four, like you're still going to progress. Yeah. Four, four is, is all, it, that's almost at an every other day pace, yeah. uh, uh, about. Yeah, yeah, which is. Super doable. Like, well, especially once you've routinely carved out that time, mm-hmm. ain't no thing. Yeah. Uh, a, a couple more real quick that are important to me, habits. Um, you mentioned meditation. I My meditation involves a lot of prayer. So mm-hmm. to me, they're not the same, but they are uh, very compatible partners. Yeah. So uh, often the prayer is always there. Meditation is there some of the time. Okay. Uh, so those things are me. That's part of my meat, if you okay. will. Because it helps get me centered. Uh, when I can get out of myself, when I can get out of my head, when I become wow. others focused, I am much better as me. Yeah. It's when I'm when I'm solely focused on me and what's going on with me and, and junk that's happening in my life. It's terrible. When when I take the focus off of me and I focus on other people, everything clears up almost immediately. That's me. What do you feel like changes for you on the days that you couple it with meditation and the days you don't? If mm-hmm. I I, I would say, now this is not always true, but the days that I focus on the meditative side of it, I tend to feel calmer. Mm-hmm. Not always, but yep. I, um, and it's, I will say it's harder for me to do the meditation side of things, partly from something you talked about earlier, and that's that time perspective. Yeah. You know, it's carving that out. It's putting it in the schedule to do it. Um, so I'll, I'll freely admit when I first started, I did it when I thought I had time rather than creating the, for it. Because as you well know, we have time for everything we want, yes, we everything. It's yeah. just, it's a choice. You have to decide, is this something I'm going to do or is this something I'm not going to do? Yeah. 
It's just, and, and, and I'm not placing any value on it in the sense that if somebody chooses not to do it, that makes them a bad person. I'm not saying that. You have to know what it is that you need to do for you. And once mm -hmm. you figure those things out, those are the things you need to do. Now, if you tell me it's something that's important to you and you don't do it, I will hold you accountable. Yes. And I have other people do the same thing for me. It's like, okay, you say that meditation is important to you. Again, this is random. Let's just say it's three days a week. Okay. How many days this week did you do it? If I say two, they're like, okay, why didn't you? Yeah. And that's, that's fair game. In, in my opinion, if I give someone the authority, if you will, to speak into my life, because that's what you have to do. You can't yeah. just assume it. It has to be freely given. But if I give that to somebody, then they have the right to come and speak into my life and ask me questions about stuff like that. It's like, okay, you say this is important. Why didn't you? So either I have to come up with a legitimate answer or I have to reevaluate and say, okay, do I have an unrealistic expectation of myself to do this thing that I say is important? Do I need to cut back? Do I need to remove something else so that I can do that? Mm -hmm. Those kinds of things. Absolutely. I have found it really helpful for myself and for some of my clients to do a time on it. Nice. And you have to be really honest about it and be really on it for like two to three days. Like it's not a super mm -hmm. huge deal, but you are going to have to track it. And from the moment you wake up, how are you spending your time in genuine nature? You've got to be honest. And most of the time, we've got about four to six hours a day where you're not actually intentionally utilizing your time. You're being human, right? You're being <laughs> distracted. You're being yeah, yeah. whatever, right? And not to say that life may be filled with regimented intensity because God knows I tried that and I was forced to slow down in many ways. Yeah. We have to build in white. You have to build in white space. I love the way that you put that because there has to be room for life to happen. Yeah. Yeah. But if you're going to be like, oh, I'm happy with that. I don't have time. I don't have time for five minutes. I know you have time for something. Yeah. Anybody, anybody who says that phrase, I don't have time to, first of all, I've already, okay, you're lying to me now. I already right. <laughs> Yeah. So the question is, what are you lying about and why? Because it, it's not true. You've decided this, but I don't know why. Yeah. And, you know, you have to discover with that person, are they really interested in getting better and improving? Right. And if they're not, that's okay, but I'm done at that point. I'm like, yeah. I can't help you if you don't want to help you. Yeah. I'm willing to help you if you're willing to acknowledge it and put in the work after. Because I can't do it for you. I can point you in the right direction. I can even list out every single thing to do, but I can't do it for you. Absolutely. It's the, the bring a horse to water, can't force mm -hmm. him to drink metaphor. Absolutely. I, um, I tend to add one, like you can bring a horse to water, you can drink willingly. You cannot force them to drink, but you can drown them. And there are people. Okay. Yeah. It's like morbid, right? I, mean, it's, I love horses. I work with horses regular. Anyone who's listening, like, oh my God, this is crazy. <laughs> but for people who want something really really good for somebody and that person has the capability internally but they are not ready to make a change you can drown them with your literal willingness to do almost everything for them when if you don't back off and let them either learn to drink or learn to swim on their own like they're never going to become everything they could be so either you lead the horse to water and you walk away mm -hmm. or you cause some not helpful things to happen. <laughs> right, right. You know? For sure. All right. How can folks find you if they want to connect? Say, Christina sounds freaking awesome. Mm -hmm. um, I have to get to know her better. How can folks find you? I love it. 
I would love to hear from any of you. Um, Christina Boyer Collective at Christina Boyer Collective on Instagram is where you can find me. That is my primary social media. I am technically a millennial, but I am not followed with with millennial success rates with like being on a lot of social media. You can find me on Instagram. That's the most reliable platform. You can also find me at ChristinaBoyerCollective.com. There's a, my whole website on there, obviously. And then there's an inquiry form there as well. That is another way to get in contact with me. But Instagram is 100% the most reliable. That's where you'll find me. That's where you kind of like, I do social media a little differently than most people in my like generation in the sense that I always want to put things out there that make you feel mm-hmm. and connect a little bit deeper with you. So that's where you can kind of find a lot of my, my writing. And those are the two best ways. And she does some super cool videos on Instagram. Thank you. Thank you. you should. Now, for any of you who think Christina doesn't know what she's talking about when it comes to movement, that's the word that she used earlier, you need to watch some of her videos and watch her move. Oh, my God. Thank you. Yeah. And, and men, I'm talking to you. She can move better than most of you. I'm just saying. She can. You, okay. I'm going to ask you to do something you didn't expect, and it's going to sound a little weird. Okay. But this is to help prove the point I just made to them. Nice. Make a muscle. <laughs> Come on, do it. Like, no, I don't know. I'm getting ripped, man. She is ripped. Seriously. Oh my God. Look at her. Look at that. Oh my God. Look at those guns. Wow. <laughs> I was telling you, like, my leg muscles are clean, but I got a on. So I won't be able to, like, she is a, she is a powerful. Thanks. And I mean that in all senses of that word. I really appreciate that. It's been, I guess, in movement and swimming medicine, it is like, and I tell people too, it's like, it's the fountain of youth. Like if you can get yourself to yes. fall in love with medicine or with movement, it will be your medicine. And it's just so good. For you. Couldn't agree more. I love that. Gonna... I'm so glad I John. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. We're going to jump to our final four. It's just four quick questions. You just tell me the first thing that pops in your head. I'm ready. Are you ready? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Question number one. Why did God create Christmas? <sighs> My dad has always called me sunshine. Mm. So... I, that is apt for sure. <laughs> one of my uh, leaders in the service used to tell me that I toddler like energy, or it's just okay. because like I want to bring the essence like of happiness and joy and an understanding that every experience that we can have here, that's full spectrum, this entire other spectrum that we usually ignore, mm-hmm. the whole thing, we get to be here and be human. And experience mm-hmm. in the world and everything that's a part of it. And that deserves joy and scent. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's why. <laughs> maybe. I like that. <laughs> what are you doing, reading, or listening to right now that's helping you grow? I just finished this awesome book called Mary Magdalene Revealed. Okay. So good. Yeah. Mind blowing. Like I I can't recommend it enough. It's a red cover and it's a mind book. Kind of like they come to me like people because people know i read so i just kind of like take in whenever people bring me book. <laughs> it's like ring okay time. my magdalene reveal was amazing it really opened up and empowered like me as a woman and as a believer in like it's just a whole history of women who have not been as focused on in the history of that religion I can't even put words to how that book was. And then there is another one that I just finished called Power Versus Force. Okay. That I think everyone in the world should read. It talks a lot about how 
especially if you're a business, right? If you're a CEO or an owner or entrepreneur, it talks about how to build and create and execute from a space of power versus a space of force. And why that is different, how it is different, how can you through the world different? The way I kind of look at it is like when you see a really good martial artist, they are tranquil until they need to be, right? Yep. And that intensity and that power, that two-inch crunch capability comes from cultivated power, not force. So those are the two things that I recently have digested that are just like, they're turning my world on its axis a little bit. Okay. Well, we'll be sure to include those in the show notes. Uh, when you said that, that, that power and you did it from the martial arts perspective, it made me think of the word me. And most people have no idea what that word really means. I don't either. Elaborate. The, the Bible talks about the meek inheriting the earth. Okay. And meek, most people, when you say that word, they think of some small, impish kind of person, just kind of mild-mannered and kind of stays off to the side. Yeah. Meekness is power under control. That is what that word means. Wow. What? And it's power under control. That means someone who knows they have the power and they choose to rein it in on purpose. Wow. You just blew my mind. I had Wow, how in the world have we come so far away from the true definition of that word? It's interesting. Yeah. How far yeah. we have drifted. That's interesting. I thought I'd share that with everyone. I thought they might find it. Okay. What do you do for fun? I, uh, <laughs> I love surfing. I love mm. movement, obviously. Yeah. It is a lot of my fun is like working out and training. Um, I have been training martial arts for a little while now and in love, in love with that. And I probably say my number one thing right now for fun is I volunteer as a regular at the place called Saddles and Service. Okay. Oh, sorry about the name of my phone. <laughs> sorry, it's going to rain. Um, so this place is called Saddles and Service, and they bring veterans and service members out to the ranch for a healing experience with the forces with for PTSD and TBIs and all of those things. There's all kinds of research on the influence of horses on these things. I grew up riding, training, and breaking horses. And so kind of going back to my roots. And it is, it's my happy play. It's the best thing, the absolute best thing. So that's probably my number one, is going okay. to be with horses, ride, train, all the things. Okay. What are you most grateful for? In this moment? Sure. Man, I so am so grateful for myself. I give me a top three if you okay. I'll do top three. I love that. Thank you for the <laughs> you're gonna really see me struggle there trying to a little bit, a little bit. I am so I'm so grateful for me and the opportunities I have had to cultivate and grow with amazing people like you all over the world and the country. It's an opportunity that not everyone gets, and and I am just I'm so grateful for it. Like to have people like you in my orbit and me in yours. I am so grateful for my body. I really am. Even though we have gone through our own trials and tribulations, and you know every day is a kind of a guess on how we're gonna feel. It is. Such a blessing to be able to walk and to go sit in the sun and to be able to read and to be able to lift weights and to be able to go surf, like all these things. And like, I, 
I'm so grateful for that the ability to interact with the world around me. And I am also very grateful for my brain. <laughs> this sounds so weird to say, okay. but I was thinking about this the other day and like not all of us, like not all of the people in the world are in a space where they're beyond survival. Mm -hmm. And they're in, like we in America are in a space where we have our basic needs beyond met for the most part. I know there's still poverty and food deserts and all those things, but for the most part, we're in a space where we get to do the action, to mm -hmm. create, to become, the optimize, the whatever. We get to sit and think and think and think and think and think and then create something new for the world. Yeah. Like, how cool is that? It's so cool. And it's to have that opportunity with a, with a brain that like has full neurologic function. Mm -hmm. That's oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, one quick bonus question. Mm -hmm. What podcasts you watch and or listen to on a regular basis? So, this one's going to be not the best answer, but I am, I don't listen or watch very many podcasts at all right now. And I haven't for a while. Ooh, actually, there's this one though that I do love that I know you're going to love called the Huberman Podcast. H-U-B-E-R-M-A-N, Huberman Podcast. He's a professor of neuroscience at Stanford. Nice. And his podcast breaks down a lot of from like concepts of neuroscience and how they can apply to everyday life changes. Mm -hmm. um, that one I will listen to a blip, but I've entered into a season of my life. I entered into it maybe a couple months ago where I am very much so limiting the amount of information or noise I take because I got very muddled internally for a while on like, mm -hmm. is this my voice or is this someone else's? And so I've taken a break from a lot of the intake and if I am taking in things, it's from a book that made its way to me. <laughs> um, but yeah, so if I do listen to one, it's it's that. But for the most part, it's kind of dead zone silent right now. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Any final or parting words for our audience? Well, first off, thank you, John. It's a pleasure to be on your podcast and to know you as a, as a human being. And you're an incredible man with a lot to offer like the world and I just love being able to learn from you every time we talk <laughs> every time and for the audience I just wanted to say thank you for your time thank you for investing that time in this podcast and I hope that at some point today you have one of those moments where you're looking around and you just go wow this is pretty awesome this is a pretty awesome existence I get to live in this body do this work love the people I love, and then do it all over again. Yeah, I think that's it. Well, Christina, thank you so much for your time today. I certainly appreciate it. Uh, honored that you chose to invest in our audience. Uh, that means a lot to me because I know you have a lot to offer. Uh, folks, for those of you who are even thinking about this whole area of mindset and wellness, nutrition, uh, becoming a re-human, if you yes. will. Yeah. She's somebody you need to talk to. Christina is definitely somebody you need to talk to. So go out on Instagram, Christina Hoyer Collective. Find oh, her out K? there with Christina with a K. Yeah, I should, I should clarify that. I got it. That's right. <laughs> K-R-I-S-T-I-N-A. Christina Hoyer, H-O-Y-E-R Collective. But find her out there. Send her a DM and just connect and see what happens. Uh, I think you might be amazed at the results you'll get. Again, men or women. Doesn't matter. <laughs> 
So again, thank you, Christina, for being here. Honored that you spent some time with us today. And thank all of you for spending, again, that wonderful hard-earned because it is your most precious resource because you don't get it back once you use it. And I don't take that lightly. So thanks for being here today. We'll talk to you guys next time. Bye, everybody. Thanks, you, John. Thanks for listening to Relationships and Revenue. I'd love to get your thoughts on the show. Two ways you can do that are to give us a rate and review and or connect with me on social media. You can find me at John Hewlin. Thanks again for listening. And remember, passion gets you started. Purpose keeps you going. Have a great day and we'll see you next time. Bye.